we are rolling on the uh, Oops All Tangents episode Zoops. something. Should be what, like, I don't know who Four? Cares. I think it's four. Four. I, uh, I mean, this is this is episode six of the podcast, but we started after the the reboot with episode three, so it should be episode four of Oops All Tangents. <laughs> yeah. Now available on Doormaster TV. Is it? Yeah. If wow. You're, if you're donating at the correct amount or you have your Patreon linked, you can access it on the on the actual website now. Cool. It just cool. shows up with all the other ones on the podcast page. So welcome, wherever you happen to be listening to it on. How's everybody doing? We just watched a weird thing. <laughs> we did watch a weird thing. <laughs> so I'm, uh, <coughs> I just forced them to watch um, the new Death Stranding trailer that just came out today, which should tell you will tell you when this is released or which is when this was recorded, which is weird. But um, so I am in love with Hideo Kojima, like irrevocably. And this uh, is why you like to repo. Yes, actually, <laughs> it's not that far. Like, like uh, there's like really well done. Um, uh, what's the word? Trash. It's yeah. like super good. I remember uh, I remember telling my brother that Kyle didn't like Repo, but that you did. And Kyle said, well, that's not fair. Ian is a connoisseur of trash. <laughs> trash art. I think this is why Reed and I get along. Uh, Ian, you're like, you're like, there, there's a, there's levels. Like, I think I like more trashy art than well, okay. you do. You, you're, a, you're a trash enthusiast. I, I only like okay. the finest trash. You have a much deeper tolerance for it. Okay, that's fair. That's the same fair. is true of Aaron. That. Shout out to Aaron having the deepest, most no, interesting Aaron trash is, art sense of anyone Aaron is a I've trash ever fanatic. met. <laughs> so I think what I learned is that uh, clearly the constraints of Metal Gear Solid were holding Idiot <laughs> back. Well, you can, from his true potential. Like, you can see there's certain certain themes, right? Like he's obsessed with warfare, and only warfare. in America, like, American politics, <laughs> American. Po- but American politics, it's, it's one of my favorite things about Metal Gear Solid is it's it's a it's American politics, but it's not really any commentary on them because it's like it's like somebody put American politics into Google Translate, translated to Japanese. <laughs> Hideo Kojima responded in German, translated that into Japanese, and then translated it into English. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And just, like, there's there's no valid commentary to be had. I mean, so there's the, the one overriding in Nukes Bad, which Japan kind of oh, has a thing bad, about. Yeah. Oh, Nukes Bad, yeah. Like, in general, Japan's not a big fan of Nukes. Uh, yeah. And that's that's consistent. And also, Warfare is sucky. Hmm. Like yeah. Metal Gear Solid Four, they stopped using um, real gun names because they didn't want to pay licenses to arms manufacturers. Oh, hmm, interesting. That makes sense. So, like a lot of the Metal Gear Solid like ethos is this this weird tension between he's a soldier and it's a military spec ops game, uh, but uh, uh, also that's all bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We I'm excited to play this thing. Hopefully yeah. sooner rather than later. Now that we're Kind of gonna have more free time on our hands. Right, like, what's thing? Metal Gear Solid. Oh, right, Metal. Yeah, I'm looking out for themes of reproduction and childs, childs because of the children in this one and how Snake can't have babies. So it's interesting because I, I didn't get any thematic anything from the babies. <laughs> they really show up a lot, but it so, didn't look like it was like, like thematically important. Well, they're like oh, the bridge to is. something else. Yeah, yeah you so. have to plug in to survive. Yeah, so what I got was that they're using babies to power the most terrifying form of time travel right. I've ever seen. I, so, so, so yes. uh, it, like, yeah. I think because it's required this, uh, Sony did put out a statement that, that describes a little bit more what the game's about. Okay. Oh, wow. Let me see if I can find that. It's uh, Can you read it in a cool voice, please? I can do my snake voice. Yeah, that's oh, a cool please. voice. Also, remember, like, the rain is deadly or something from the past in the other it's trailer. It's called uh, the time fall, and it, it oh. ages things. It was basically, like, so you see the crow falls, and it's got all that. Ah. Uh, Right. Oh. So this is this is a uh, unless you plug into a baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got that. They're they're, they're the renewed. youngest thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People have built sure. walls and become accustomed to living in isolation. Death Stranding is a completely new type of action game. True. 
where the player's goal is to reconnect isolated cities in a fragmented society. Huh. All elements, including the story and gameplay, are bound together by the theme of strand, or connection. As Sam Porter bridges, you will attempt to bridge these divisions, and in doing so, create new bonds or strands with other players around the globe. Through your experience playing the game, I hope you'll come to understand the true importance of forging connections with others. Makes sense. So there's like a weird multiplayer aspect to it too. So Is that what it's saying? I think it's uh, it's kind of like a From Software who do, that's the Dark Souls people. Yeah. It's it's asynchronous oh, like online. Clues for each it's, other or it's, whatever. Uh, something that you that you do will be in some way connected to other people's single player game experiences. Okay. Um, which is something that was kind of true in Metal Gear Solid Five. You mm. had a forward operating base that other people could uh, raid, and you occasionally had to go and defend it. Mm. And so it's it's it, they're big on like multiplayer kind of. So um, that didn't clarify anything. Right. <laughs> I, think it, I think it makes more sense now. I mean, okay. uh, it's that, I, I, how could you see that trailer and not think this is about the power of friendship? <laughs> No, I mean that they had all kinds of bridge stuff, and I don't remember the name on the boxes, but it said bridge. Is that what it said on the boxes? Bridges is the name of the organization he works yeah, for. Yeah, so it's about bridge building. Sam and Porter, because I mean, okay. he's a FedEx guy. So we got to think uh, about stranding in a different way than usual. In a sense, cities are all stranded, but it's the strands that connect them well, through so the game, so that's cool. It's the other a thing double about it, entendre or whatever. Yeah, or okay. so death meaning. stranding is a term that refers to uh, whales that beach themselves. Oh, it's like uh. Uh, like like people think it's underwater sonar that drives them crazy, so they go and like beach themselves. Hmm. The, 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 there's a reference to BTs in the the trailer, which stands for beached things. Oh, so there's hmm. some sort of, like it's it's definitely a play on the word strand. Interesting. Uh, okay. And it, this is also something that that, the, uh, that every single Metal Gear Solid game has a uh, has a word. Like for instance, Metal Gear Solid 2's word was meme. <laughs> Before memes were a thing. Oh. He's talking about Dawkinsian memes. <laughs> like genetic memes. Oh. oh. Okay. Uh, side note, Hideo Kojima doesn't understand genetics, and it's amazing. <laughs> I have an important note. Yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with this. That's fine. My brother listened to the What Makes a Great Hero podcast. Uh-huh. And Villain. The f- Villain. Sorry, what makes a great villain? And the first thing out of his mouth was, Thanos was definitely blue before. He <laughs> 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 was like, uh, so Thanos was blue. He First he texted me, said he loved it so much and that it was really great and he was listening to all of them with Katie. And then the next thing he said was, so Thanos was blue before and Rachel was bright. <laughs> Thank you. He, Thank you, he's, Thomas. He's still wrong, but I'll respect him. No, I mean, <laughs> he was 100% he, blue. He was bluer in the early stuff, but he's, Thanos has always been purple in the comics. He's The Thanos copter was probably purple. Do you see the theory that, that his giant double-edged sword was meant to be like helicopter blades? Yeah, I did actually what? see that. Yeah. So Thanos copter made it in? <laughs> I did see Along that. Along with Howard the Duck? Uh, right. But yeah. not Daredevil. So. Right, well, we can talk about that in the main podcast. That's fine. <laughs> That's a good point. That is what we're going to be talking about. About what? Um, Marvel stuff. Just Daredevil will come up because <laughs> we're talking Surprise. about the future of Mar- Marvel. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that definitely threw us, threw us off our tangent. But it's good to know that one person listened and liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know if you listen and like it. Well, now that it's on uh, YouTube, we have like um, full comments and stuff now, too. There was one comment on the the one, like, what does a love interest say about the main character or whatever, or hero? And one comment said, what I learned from listening to this was that they don't say anything and that I should never care about this again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> ignoring love interest and I, I was right. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> we got there at the very end. Something about developing male characters. Well, it was there. Oh, it yeah, surprised yeah. us. I saw the one that mentioned that we never talked about Superman. And I think that makes sense because uh, what it's, it's the what Superman problem. <laughs> yeah. like, I, so Superman's one of the longest running comic series in a long, like, you know, it's, it's the first superhero, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I know there's stuff. I just don't read them. I just, that's yeah. my problem. Mm-hmm. I, I know they have storylines. I know people can handle Superman well. 
I just don't know what that is. We'll you bring know? in a DC guest in the future. Yeah, that's true. We should do it. Philip is a good DC guest. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah. Well, he likes fun. Batman. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, but his brother uh, like embodies Superman, so they have this brother duality Batman-Superman thing going on, so he's a really expert. We probably should get some DC huh. representation on the yeah. show at some point, because yeah, none of us really like the DC characters. Um, I cosplayed as Catwoman, um, so I know everything about DC. <laughs> did, actually, you see, oh, did you see the new Batwoman trailer? Oh my god. No. Batwoman trailer? It's so bad. Oh, is, can we talk about how Robert it, Pattinson is now Batman? <gasps> yeah, we can. Yes, let's talk about it. I think I, I texted Kyle, and the first thing I said was like, the, oh, universe right. is, the universe is, you'll never guess who's playing an important character in the new Batman movie. Like, plot line is getting really lazy. <laughs> I, finally, someone with, with these people? Finally, what are they someone doing? with the right jawline, though. Right, right. Actually, right. Like Robert Pattinson's current jawline is like hella Frank Miller Batman, just like. Oh uh, yeah, that's but true. It actually makes sense because every single time he spoke in Twilight, it was just kind of this low gravelly thing that everybody was like, "What well, the hell's true. wrong with you?" The yeah. thing Batman is always, it's better. never who's playing Batman; it's who's playing Bruce Wayne, right? Because Batman yeah. is show no emotion, have a chin, you're good to go. Right. Like I everyone. Think- Almost everyone they've cast to play Batman can effectively play Batman. I That's not the issue. Sorry. I think Christian Bale is actually one of the worst in terms of the like, actual <laughs> Batman. Like he's still the best, best of the best movies, and I think he'd pull it off. But like, if I had to judge by their chin and their ability to have a gravelly voice, he's not high on my list. <laughs> That's fair. I think Robert Pattinson is a good choice. Me too. It took like when I it was it. first because the first thing everybody thinks of is, is Edward, Edward, but he hates that role. <laughs> well, that's reasonable. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's the only time I've ever seen him act, though, and he was not great in it. You know what? He was in a movie. He was in a really good movie about being a soldier with PTSD from 9-11. Oh, interesting. And it was a good movie. It was like a solid B plus. I feel like he would act the exact same way as he did in Twilight, though. Yes, <laughs> he does, but it worked in that, yeah, and sure. I think it could totally work for Batman, I actually. Could that. The problem is, like, like, in Twilight, every single scene he's in is, like, it's just a, it's a train wreck in terms of chemistry. It's just like, it's uh, Kristen Stewart being there kind of like, which I will still argue is like the perfect Bella Swan. No. But, and then it's just him going, and then they just kind of like, they just kind of like make noises back and forth. I thought that they, I like their dynamic and I thought that he did a great job of playing her. And then playing him. And then you have Anna Kendrick in like three scenes and that's weird. Yeah, but then you have Jacob who's like, hey. Right. They just mumble at each other and Jacob's like, Bella, why don't you like me? And Bella's like, ugh. Seriously, guys, the, the, this, this Batwoman trailer is the most atrocious thing you've ever seen. Is this like an in-universe, in like a, a DCU Batwoman? It's, it's a show, did you yeah. Guys, did you guys ever watch Orange is the New Black? I know about no. it. Okay, is so... Is it one of those actors? It, yeah, um, so the first season of Orange is the New Black was like good because yeah. it was like revolutionary and stuff. The second season was slightly worse. And then the third season, they, they um, intro- I think it's the third season, they introduced a new character who's the actress Ruby Rose. Okay. She's like a really cute lesbian, I think. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, um, who's got like amazing hair. Like those are the things she's known for. <laughs> um, she's she's Batwoman. Mm, okay, interesting. Right. And I googled the, that. The the trailer was just like really like I'm a woman. It, it is. They they try really <laughs> like they they lean way too far in in entirely the wrong direction on the feminist stuff. DC. No. <laughs> like, real bad. So much worse than Wonder Woman though. Like it's. Yeah. Well, Wonder, I, Wonder, I wish Wonder, I could remember some of the lines she like, said in the trailer. I will say, like Wonder Woman was a really good sh- attempt. And yeah, she was. Wonder Woman oh, was I okay remember, on that I area. I remember one of the lines. Oh. Um, <laughs> she was. She. So he shows her the Batman suit, and she looks at it, and she kind of like she's like, "I'm gonna need that." And he was like, "What? No." And she was like, "You need to." Or, uh, he said, "No, the suit is perfect." And she says, "It will be." 
on a woman. When it fits cut. a woman, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just uh, okay. Here's the problem. Uh. Here's the problem with that whole line of thinking. <laughs> If you put bat nipples on a female suit, it's lewd. It's not lewd. Totally nipples aren't lewd. Bat nipples are. It doesn't matter which suit they're on. Bats are mammals. They have nipples. Yeah, Get over it. Quit mammal nipple shaming. They're literally mammals. Memory mammal. Anything that has nipples that isn't a mammal, we should be scared of. <laughs> I'm searching bat nipples now. The trailer are was you? also just horribly mm-hmm. edited. It was just. Oh, I can imagine. It was, it was awful long. in every possible. It looks so bad. That's a shame. Like I thought, Supergirl. Was looked like a bad show, but it was bad in like one of those like, like forgettable it. kind of ways. I thought Supergirl this was, was supposed to be like fine. We found this one. We found this one on our cringe. Like it was just posted oh, straight no. to there. Oh no! Uh, Supergirl reminds me a lot of Glee. Okay. I yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. So right on that level. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be toned. hokey and kind of weird and dumb and. And it really ran colorful. for a few seasons, so I guess the people that like DC shows right. liked it. I don't know. But uh, people I, also I liked The Flash, and Reed told me about The Flash, and that sounds awful. So. I, heard, yeah, I heard about The Flash. What's that? I said I heard about The Flash. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Mostly what I know about is what Ricky said, is like he solved the problem by running faster than he's ever run before. <laughs> it's like it's like the Goku problem, but less interesting. Yeah. Ricky <laughs> solves every problem that way? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what <laughs> he does. So. It's like, I, actually, I like the concept of speedsters. What I really like is I like, I like speedsters... <laughs> I like the scenes that speedsters create. Yeah. I don't really like them. I mean, as far as characters go, like, eh. Right. Like, yeah. Um, but. Well, I hate Batman. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have an important announcement. Batman. Oh, yeah. Um, bats have nipples in their armpits. <laughs> and some male bats can lactate. <laughs> this You've been blessed with science. <laughs> You've been blessed with science. I, I, Rachel, I stand by my like, previous statements. <laughs> I feel like that's a great tagline for you. You've, You've been, been blessed, blessed with, with science. science. <laughs> You've been blessed with science. I love that, actually. Can we turn those into t-shirts? Can we yeah, make it. I want the bumper sticker. <laughs> I, want that, I want that with a little Rachel, like a head bobble at the top. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, I would totally wear that. That's amazing. Thanks love for marketing, guys. Yeah, Just for the, for the three people that listen to this podcast. That's all three of us. <laughs> how, how long has this gone on, by the way? How, do we... uh, we're fine. We're only 15 minutes so far. Oh, good. Okay. That means we have more time talking about Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. We Real quick. We saw Aladdin and it's good, and people should go watch it and not decide they hate it before they go watch it like half the, the internet did. I told did. the Discord, and they were like, no, it's bad. And I, got, I was like, you've seen it. And they're I'm like, so it's going to be bad. I'm so mad at everybody that says that it's bad, especially the people who didn't see it and say that it's bad before they so saw it. I, I actually, I've seen none of the live reaction remakes. Zero of them. Wow. I've seen two. And I hear, because I, I heard what they did. They do Cinderella? Yes. yes. Did they do Wait, Cinderella? was that Disney? Yeah, though? Cinderella Maybe. was the only one I've seen, and I liked it. It was I know, I know Disney. Yeah, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast was great. I saw I, that one. Was Cinderella the one they got mad about for the waist? Her Maybe. waist being too small. It was the blonde girl in the mm. big blue dress. Yeah, that was Cinderella. Okay, I didn't see that one. And then, I, like, I, what I heard about Beauty and the Beast is it really depends on how much you like uh, the original Beauty and the Beast because it's basically the same thing. I have a theory shot. personally, which is it depends entirely on the source material. Yeah. I think Aladdin was good because Aladdin was good, the original one. Uh-huh. Same with Beauty and the Beast. Because if you compare it, like, they just made Dumbo recently. And it didn't do well. I assume they put as much care into that one as they did into Aladdin, but Dumbo sucks. Nobody likes right. Dumbo. If your favorite Disney movie is Dumbo, you're wrong, and you need to rethink your right. life. Dumbo? Uh-huh. Is that... <laughs> Aladdin is, like, sure. is like not as good as I remember from my childhood. I have not seen the new one, but there's a lot of like weird racist stuff. It, yes, and they also, fix all that. Yes. Yay, well, actually, that's, that's good. good. Like they're, 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 they're starting to shoot Mulan, but it won't be anything like the Mulan right, video. Right, yeah. Even oh, okay. Aladdin, though, like they kept all the good stuff. They changed things, but mm-hmm. they changed. I haven't seen it in forever. I yeah. didn't see it again before I went and saw the new one. Rewatching it, 
all of the parts that I do remember were familiar, and they changed, like, so Jasmine is a person. They actually gave her a character <laughs> and a personality good. and, like, a story that, that makes her a human being. Um, they removed most of the outstanding racist stuff, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. Some people have disagreed because most, but mostly on like a cultural appropriation argument. So it's much lighter of a of a disagreement well, yeah, at this like, point. I mean, yeah, it wasn't really a cultural appropriation argument. It was, it was like a, no, originally wow, it was, it was you just, just hate ra- everybody from Arabia. It was, it was just, just like it was just like brutal Orientalism <laughs> back from the 1800s to get you in a right. Disney movie <laughs> film. It's like, I mean, so to be fair, it's not fair. This is what the original like you know uh, like Aladdin like. Uh, the which one calls it Arabian Nights. The Arabian Nights, like oh. source, like from like Richard Burton tra- came back and translated. It was super ori- orientalized. Well, and really we were looking rate. that up, and it was originally like a Chinese like story or something that just so, sort of got well, like okay. Oh, it was. So people started getting mad because everyone, I believe, everyone cast in it is uh, Arabic Arab. or some yeah yeah mm-hmm. right. except for Jasmine, who is half Indian, half white. The actress yeah. Um, so she's Indian, and so people were all like, "Couldn't they just find an Arab actress?" Which like I get um, however she is one phenomenal in it and two an amazing actress so I understand to right. some degree why they probably ended up picking I mean, her you said that they, it was kind of like Bollywood light right it yeah. is, it's Bollywood so like, light yeah like the, so, so there, there are Indian cultural problem, influences but they're picking up on Indian something yeah. yeah and so people were really upset um, however there was like I, I looked into it a little bit to figure out like the, the origins of Aladdin um, and the actress herself and the origins of Aladdin are Predominantly Chinese. So I, I know about this mostly through Sir Sir Richard Burton, who is uh, like he's one of the uh, most classical classicists, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Back when this didn't mean like Greece and Rome, but like he was like an, like this is a like Lawrence of Arabia is, is based on this Burton person. Right. And so uh, the idea is like he came back and like he came back with a story from the Middle East. Which you right. know that it could it could trace back to China because of course the Middle East had 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 trade dealings with China yeah. when nobody else did. My understanding of it is, so it was based mm. off the song, uh, it was based off a story, um, which was translated to uh, a thousand Arabian nights through, right. a, through French. French translated it from um, what I think was Middle Eastern culture. I can't remember which one, but then one. the story itself draws from Indian culture, Jewish mm. culture, Arab culture, Chinese culture, and then as the story grew, chi- like the Chinese culture basically like adopted it, so to say. And then a lot of the different like translational errors within the story are actually different Chinese towns, like Aladdin. Like when when described is mostly like a Chinese setting. Um, mm. Anyway, yeah. So for for I think like I don't know most of it's like predominant history. It's a mainly Chinese story. This but it was is a big um, mix, the, the, I think, is the important yeah, thing. The, uh, it's a bunch the, of different cultures. The, the, the baseline Wikipedia uh, <laughs> description here is, 1001 Nights is a collection of Middle Eastern folktales compiled in Arabic during the Islamic Golden Age. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, and it's... Uh, the work was collected over many centuries by various authors, translators, and scholars across West, Central, and South Asia and North Africa. Some okay. tales themselves trace their roots back to ancient and medieval Arabic, Persian, Indian, Greek, Jewish, and Turkish folklore and literature. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Haven't mentioned anything about China yet. I mostly know... Um, I think Aladdin is supposed to be the Chinese story. Like Chinese... Or, I'm sorry. Aladdin is supposed mm. to be the Chinese like 
uh, fairy tale folk folklore kind of thing, and some, Arabian Nights is supposed to be the story that it's like based off of. Some of the stories commonly associated with the with the knights, in particular, Aladdin's Wonderful Lamp, mm-hmm. Ali Baba and the Forty Thieves, and the Seven Voyages of Sinbad the Sailor, mm-hmm. were not part of the original collection, but were added to the collection by Antoine Galland and other European translators. Oh, uh, okay. So there were just extra bits from other places that got stuck in. So yeah, it seems like it's basically like an, an, an Asian hodgepodge sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, which they actually I think make pretty clear in the movie because the location yeah. is fictional. It's right. not a real thing. It's a caricaturization, like even more than like Civ caricaturizes things of just a Middle Eastern place. Mm. And at one point they even have um, I think in, in the original movie they also have the 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 first prince that shows up wanting to impress her or mm. whatever, and it doesn't work. In this one, they have him. He's like a he's he's like from faux Sweden or something. Yeah. Like he's he's got a super thick accent, and I can't remember where he what, what uh, some Scandinavian country. Yeah, the, he he says where he's from, and it's not a real place, but it sounds vaguely Scandinavian. Yeah. Like so, they yeah. the whole thing is they've like characterized different pieces of the world. And I so can see that. Yeah, yeah. So this has an interesting connection to uh, Magic: The Gathering. So Magic oh, the yeah, Gathering, they do the same thing a lot, well, don't they? Well, I mean, they do, but they, so they, they didn't used to. Mm-hmm. And so Magic the Gathering is the first tradable, collectible card game, right? The yeah. very first actual TCG. And uh, so they, they introduced the concept of a booster expansion, right? Like, not just the same cards you start with, but we're, ha- we're printing a whole new card. Their first expansion was called Arabian Nights. Oh. Mm-hmm. It involves things like Aladdin as a card. Okay. And, like, uh, huh. you know, things like this. Uh, but... Uh, so later on, when they when they have a more consistent story, right? Like this is all the multiverse, and these are all different planes. They go back and retcon it, and uh, what turns out, these this all took place on a plane called uh, uh, Rabia. Yeah. So it's Arabian Nights, a Rabian Nights. They kind of mm. try and like oh. they try and like back like backtrack on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very funny because it doesn't work at all. <laughs> the um, the place they're in is Agrabah, right? Agrabah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's they. It's described kind of as like a not in the movie, but like a. Like a, they. I think in the movie they call it a cultural hub of sorts, like in sure, New York. That's, like that's people, a good idea. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's they, any... like people from everywhere gathered to it. Mm-hmm. It's like a that that is where people meet to kind of like sell things, mm-hmm. and it's the city to be in. Yeah, this is how it always works. Like a so Babylon is probably the first city to ever had a million residents. Mm. Oh, okay. And it's a, I, I, I remember reading an article that was it was pained. It was talking about how so this was specifically about involving Rome. Shocker, reading an article about Rome. But the idea was like uh, they were people were always decrying that Rome was sort of a, a tourist city, right? But then you look at it, what happens is Rome probably started out as a small trading hub because it's right next to a river. Mm-hmm. And then so it's just a place where different cultures like, cross paths, right? And then they just sort of like... So really the idea is it was always a tourist city. It was always a place for different people to come and visit with each other, kind of. <laughs> this is like how giant world cities have always been. It's just a basically a place to exchange like different things from different major cultures and you just kind of things build up around that huh well it was a great movie like they really did justice to the genie to the songs to the visuals the only thing i really had concerns with after seeing the trailers was jafar jafar seemed really unimpressive to me we that was the only thing that we're that we think they maybe didn't do great on it still Mm -hmm. wasn't bad at at worst it was just kind of okay on jafar Mm -hmm. it really stood out in a movie full of amazing things that jafar was not up to par with all the other amazing things the 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 the, the live action quote-unquote thing i'm really looking forward to is lion king still yeah um and and it it really it what i'm interested it super super struck me because the guy they have playing scar is chivitalesio for who played the operative in serenity and he's one of my favorite actors in the entire Mm -hmm. world um but he i felt like something was missing it's because it wasn't Jeremy Irons. 
Oh uh, yeah. Which, and now this makes sense because they're, they're they're trying really. There was a, clearly a concerted effort to make sure that all the primary cast was black, which mm-hmm. I think is right. important because you know it's Africa, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. We don't need to whitewash that. But that said, once you have Jeremy Irons in a role, it's super hard to not have Jeremy Irons <laughs> yeah. in that role. Yeah. Speaking of, we have a request to do a Black Panther podcast because we all we all fall on different spectrums of it, of of like. <laughs> to this like I'm still I'm still unsure about doing four white people talk about Black Panther but we <laughs> we, we I guess we could <laughs> I guess that's fair I think if we do a long disclaimer at the beginning <laughs> I think the um, disclaimer should be we're four white people right. yeah I mean that'll be the disclaimer the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the title there you go we yeah, do have works. we do have a, a new list working on though of uh, things really? to work on moving forward which I think will be good we I have a uh, we ditch, do we ditch our whole list our oldest entirely no we just haven't found it it's just somewhere in the house oh. we have to find it somewhere I'll find it I, a new I, one that we came up with was uh, doing one on antiheroes and sort of like their okay. their value or effect on people. I'm really not an antihero fan, so I'll be. I'm not super I, antihero fan either, so I'm. You kind are of one though. It's well, the, huh? Well, you're an anti-villain. It's different, right? <laughs> no, anti- right. anti-villain. Yeah. <laughs> Most of my antihero knowledge comes from video games, so it'll be kind of interesting yeah. to bring oh, okay. that back in. Yeah. Oh, but it's weird too because I would I would also consider Daredevil kind of in the antihero mm-hmm. range. So it's hundred percent. It's hundred like, percent the antihero range. That's interesting because he's he's typically like in, especially from the comics perspective, he's always been considered one of like the the strictly lawful good heroes, right? Along with Spider Man, but he dresses mm-hmm. as Satan and and then also punches oh. people with the power of God's justice. So like there's there's a that's little bit of it. The in definition there. of lawful good. <laughs> the Murdoch boys have Jesus the devil inside. Jesus drove the moneylenders out of the temple with a whip. <laughs> violence is okay as long as it's God's violence. Uh, Read some uh, Psalms. I would uh, I would say Jesus. Psalms? might be an anti-hero. Psalms, they're all like, God crush my enemies. God crying my enemies into dust. There's a lot of like like Jehovah violence. And that, those are emotions. Jesus an anti-hero? <laughs> this is for a later podcast. We should talk about it. Yeah. In terms of the, of, the, of the state religion of Rome, Jesus like is the biggest anti-hero. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. Again. But then uh. also it comes down to like anti-hero versus just straight up vigilante. This is, this is, this is what it's the a, podcast will be about. It's a good topic. Oh, yeah. Preview yeah. For, the, for the future podcast. Um, I agree. Let's see. I still want to do one of my writing tropes. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the different writing rules and, and I stuff. Can fi- yeah. I can finally get a good definition of Clara Trap down. Yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> that would I, be great. I've uh, I've been working on them. I have some good examples of my other ones. Um, if you have any suggestions, um, leave them in the comments of Superhero Chicken Fest and not this one because there isn't really a good way to leave comments on this podcast. Does our website someone do comments? It does. Um, they're just It's just not great. It's <laughs> the website. Um, so Louis is really, really great at... Um, uh, all the development part, yeah. but we don't have anybody specifically good at the styling yet. I'm okay at it when I have the time to do it, yeah. but I don't ever. Um, so we have to get somebody to actually... At some point, the plan is to take some of the leftover Sky Vault money that's still there and just spend a little bit of it over the course of a month on people, just on like a, a small team mm-hmm. to come in and just fix the whole thing. Right. Just all at once. Just like... like- Queer eye the website, just like, just make it all yeah, just just make it all work instantly. Just unleash the gaze, is that what you're saying? <laughs> For the computer gaze, I don't know. The computer, the computer gaze. gaze. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of that other thing, what what what's what's going on with Sky Vault? Um, <laughs> we only have like two minutes. It's a uh, it's like a uh, parabolic curve that gets ever closer to being finished I without ever actually hitting asymptotic. It. That's all right. Oh right, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think you mean asymptotic. My, my math terms. It's not symptotic. We the VFX are done, the music is almost done. JP's finishing up this week. Cool. And then our sound guy gets back into town at the end of this week, and I send him the music, and then he has everything he needs to finish that. And then she just has to make one more pass in the color, and I have to add titles, and we're doing that next week. So maybe the end of next week. 
<laughs> I feel like I've been saying yeah, that repeatedly for like a month week. or two now. I think so. it's great because you can just leave like the status constantly on, like you know, uh, in the end of next week, and you never have to change it. It's like it's like uh, <laughs> Joe Crabshack free beer tomorrow. Like. <laughs> yeah, so it's we're getting close. We're getting we're getting very close. I'm excited for it to finally be done, and then uh, I'm almost done with my second script for the for the. The, you have a batch the sketches, yeah. I, I'm almost done with my first script. I can, I can, I can debut the title. It is uh, Comic Cops. Uh, the parking fine rises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good! I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited to, to read that one. Um, yeah. Anything else? We have like five minutes or so. Okay, left. <laughs> I looked up the Chinese thing. Yeah. Um, so it was originally like an Arabic story that was translated to French in 1001 Arabian Nights, but the setting for the story of Aladdin was in China. Oh, like okay. it said, so it took just... place in a Chinese village and Aladdin was like a Chinese dude. Yeah. It's interesting. It said a peninsula between a Chinese kingdom and an Indian kingdom. So, I get, so it's, it's, like, it's like us saying it happened in the faraway land of Britain, right? It's like a... Except like... Yeah, yeah okay, it's, whatever. It's, it's disassociating it from our culture by making it weird. So the real issue is that everyone needs to be bad at, mad at the original Aladdin. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. But this yeah. movie really doesn't deserve it. <laughs> well, a lot of the problems will be fixed by having real people play the people in the film. Because a lot of, like, the, a lot of the background characters oh, are sort of caricatures. Is this, oh, go ahead. Uh, you can go ahead because mine's a, a topic change. I, I was just going to say, I, I, I rewatched some of like the songs from the original animated movie after mm-hmm. we saw it, and it's weird how physically empty the animation looks compared to the, the no, live action one. Right, right, I bet that's true. Well, of course, that's Bollywood. Bollywood is every Well, it's just every the backgrounds second. in the animation right. are just solid colors because it's mm-hmm. animated, so anything that you would right. put in the background, you have to draw. It's so a, they it's didn't. Right. I was also shocked at the like lack of, like I don't know, Co- like strong design in the animated film because a mm-hmm. lot of it like you associate like with Arab palaces and stuff like beautiful like I don't want to like intricate floral motifs and stuff like that the like they're really Arabesque geometric yeah yeah that's right it's definitely um, in the movie and yeah, yeah, yeah. in the in the movie for I bet they corrected it because it's a oh, lot yeah. of blank space I th- yeah. I don't know if this is true but I think the original Aladdin was made by like the B Studio but yeah, I'm making that up no, but really. the but the, the animation super, is not that good like Jasmine's eyes are thing. often like pointing different directions interesting. I, the super interesting about, <laughs> yeah. about all the Disney movies is going back and looking at which ones were made by their A team and their B team oh I didn't know they had that was made by their B team. Really? Because they didn't think it was going to be a big success. And their B team just accidentally just knocked it really out of the park. Job. Like, yeah. like, actually, the thing I'm most interested in about the, 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 the CGI remake is, like, I watched side-by-side comparisons of the two, and it just really made me want to watch the animated one again. <laughs> right, I mean, the animated so one is so beautiful. good. Yeah. I have an important note that I've only been telling men, um, okay. but I, I find it personally a thing. So with the live action remakes and oh. I, and I, and I <laughs> this <laughs> has brought up different feelings for different people. But, um, okay, so as, as a child growing up with Disney movies, um, my, a huge part of, like, my sexual awakening as a woman was Disney princes. Okay. Like, specifically Eric, who is pretty much everyone's, because Eric have is heard, a heartthrob. I've um, heard corresponding tales from men, not about princes. Yeah, no, okay, but, but like... But, like, I think that's fair. Like, we grew up with them, and they, like, got... They, they're all, like, consistently different and interesting and, like, promise things, like, happily ever after... Um, and so after watching Aladdin, it like struck me like halfway through the movie, they're going to start bringing to life all of these animated, handsome young princes that were like a huge nostalgia factor and part of like my growing up as a girl and turning them into real people. And I'm like fawning over them all the same way again. Like I want a <laughs> poster. He's so handsome. He looks just like the character. And I was like, freak. I felt like 
ten again and like crushing on all of these like prince boys and I'm See, Aladdin himself was perfect. He this also is... sounds exactly the same. Right. And for different people That's good. for different reasons, uh, the beast was a big part of their right. sexual awakening, who is now also a, a like a real life kind of character this is thing. Interesting <laughs> to me because like I, I the, one of the earliest notes on writing I ever have in my head is how uninteresting so many of the Disney princes are. Oh, yeah, they're, they're I mean, boring. like, Aladdin, <laughs> Aladdin is, of course, a main character, and the Beast right. is interesting, but, like, outside, like, so Eric never thought about Eric twice. Oh, yeah. but he's or, so um, handsome, or, like, man. It, it eventually reaches its absolute pit, I think, in Hunchback of Notre Dame with Phoebus. Phoebus is only one-liners. He doesn't have two sentences that connect. I don't know this character at all. Phoebus is fun. Yeah, he's the blonde one. He looks kind of like John Smith. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah he's all quips. Yeah, um, like he, like, he just said. Because I mean, he's the second male lead, because right. Quasimodo's... But I think calling Quasimodo a prince is a little bit... He was right. not I part mean, of my Phoebus is, like, Phoebus is clearly the prince there. I like this quip. Phoebus gets the girl. and it's uh, That's like, true, he does. That was sad. I mean, yeah, it just it shows you about about <laughs> loss the actual and book. stuff. Not only is Prince Eric boring, he's useless. I mean, he's the... He's ruins the whole impetus for the plot, which or ruins yeah. Ariel. Like, it's like yeah. a bad plot. Like, it's not a good plot well, line. So like, change for love. Dimples and swoopy hair. <laughs> yeah, like, the, actually, the hair is cute. And I like Disney. Pr- like, I can't remember fixating as a child on teeth. Like, like so, being I, like, even though they have, like, you know, mono teeth, like, <laughs> white teeth, like, as a block, like, um, I remember thinking, like, oh, his smile is handsome or whatever. And that's, like, the only me. thing right. that, like, sticks out to me. Like, um, except Aladdin's voice. I like I like Disney Prince's voice. Um, me yeah, too. Also okay. but this is a big thing. James yeah. Marsden is a real life Disney prince. And yeah, I've been obsessed with him my whole life because he has Disney prince teeth. I swear. Just, actually, cause I, that's true. Again, I've also really thought that every time I see James Marsden something, I go, oh, poor boy. Because he's always because there's a character called the Teddy Ruxpin. Right, which is a, it's a, mm. a character trope where it's like the good guy who's like the the, the white knight who doesn't get the girl oh. because the, the main character is more interesting. Oh, yeah. And so that's a his exact character in both. He literally plays Teddy in Westworld. Right, <laughs> he's literally a Teddy Ruxpin, and that's and you, that's that's by design because he's a host who's designed to play right. the character that you, you steal the girl from. But also he plays Cyclops against <laughs> against Wolverine, and he plays the prince in Ella Enchanted, and she does not end up with him. Right, so right. it's like. I, Poor James Marsden has always been, uh, he's been like a bee prince every yeah. single time. I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and move on to the actual podcast now. Right. Thanks for listening to another one of these, and uh, we'll, we'll see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.